What's up, everybody? We got a uh, extra special show for you today. It's just Rad and I. Richie uh, is on vacation. For those of you on the podcast, uh, it is an absolute pleasure having you here. Um, and for those of you watching the replay on YouTube, it's a pleasure having you here too. But we want to give a very, very special warm welcome to those joining us live from the Movement Mastermind Facebook group. If you guys haven't got over there yet, what are you doing? Join the group. It's amazing. Most importantly, they get early access. They get exclusive access to our programs, products, services, and what we're doing right now, which is our Black Friday, Cyber Monday um, recruitment drive. We do it once a year and uh, we halve the price as a lifetime me a membership for our UMS online coaching. Now, today we're going to share a very very important story about how, I guess it's like the first, you know, you read Malcolm Gladwell's book, The Tipping Point, which I loved. Uh, there's many, many great uh, books that sort of, or authors that talk about the point where you get your breakthrough that, you know, you know when you look back in hindsight, it's a tipping point. I, I listened to a great podcast uh, with, um, uh, it's the Story Brand, Building a Story Brand podcast, and they had... Matthew McConaughey on talking about his new book Green Green Lights, which I'm definitely going to read. It sounds amazing. Matthew McConaughey is an incredibly wise person. Now, they were talking about this uh, this concept of um, you know uh, when you look forward, moving forward is fate. Um, looking backwards is science because it's been written already. You know, and and you can connect the dots and and. Uh, and hypothesize based on the past, uh, but you can't do that on the future. This today, with what Rad and I are going to talk about, is one of the initial early tipping point moments that caused us to create the Unify Movement System. And there were a few, you know, there were a few. There were Rad's, Rad's story of um, injury in the army. If you are part of our mailing list and in the inner circle, you would have got an email that sort of briefly spoke about that. If you've been following us for a long time, you'd know that Rad and Richard met in the army as infantry soldiers and, uh, and Rad suffered a pretty bad injury in the army. Uh, we're not going to go too far into detail about that. I have also had quite a big history of severe injury we've had to overcome. But this day was i think back when 2015 2016. no no 2000 uh well, we hadn't opened unity gym back then had we no i don't no. think we had so it would have been 2012. i don't know maybe we had no I yeah don't so. right I don't, I don't think we had i i, I remember Look, who knows, maybe we had, but it was definitely not uh, later than 2013-2000. Strength and Conditioning Summit organized by Tony Bataji. We had a host mm -hmm. of incredible speakers, one of which was Ian King, um, Coach Ian King from the King Institute. Uh, he is one of the more successful, um, uh, I, he, hates the, he hates the term strength and conditioning coach because, and he actually <laughs> made a fool out of a lot of people in that audience that day remember yeah, when he, he said put he, your hand up what you do and every heaps of people said i'm a strength and conditioning coach and he laughed at them all and said oh that's interesting that you call yourself that and everybody said why and he said well because strength and conditioning coaches are responsible for causing more injuries to athletes than anyone else yeah and they all went what what do you mean and they said yeah they're rubbish they just make them stronger and they don't and then they they don't have a balance between strength and flexibility and then they go out and play their sport and they get injured and it's all because of the strength and conditioning coaches yeah. and all these guys don't oh, oh. 
cool. Yeah, one, isn't at this it? time it was very uncool to call yourself a personal trainer and, and very, very cool to it's call funny. yourself a strength and conditioning coach. Yeah, it's funny how that industry's worked, isn't it? And yeah. yeah, it was hilarious. Everybody's a personal trainer. We've all got our cert for personal trainers, but for whatever reason, they, everybody likes to call themselves a strength and conditioning coach after they've been in the industry for a few years and done a few workshops. Yeah, um, that's, that's right. how it goes, isn't it? That's right. But, but that was the first little insight into where Ian was going to take us that day. And uh, and we were all so impressed by his presentation. We had, there was like, uh, you know, each day, it was a two-day summit. Each day there would have been three guest speakers, some of the best sports exercise scientists on the planet. Uh, and, uh, and Ian, yeah, really, really... Um, it was pretty awesome uh, what he presented. And so we were all so impressed. Uh, a select few people were invited to spend a day with him at uh, at Tony Bataji's, the um, Bataji Fitness Institute over in Mossman, where he used to be. And um, and we went over and, and there was, Rad and I share a slightly different memory here. I believe there was only about 10 people. Uh, Rad reckons there was 20, but... Uh, the room was full. It was, it was packed. No, it wasn't. Yeah. No, it wasn't. You I, don't I remember, remember that correctly. Yeah. Uh, I remember it was very, very specific that it was only a select few that were allowed to go. Anyway, that doesn't really matter. What, what, what happened was when we got to the gym early in the morning and we had a full day with Ian, which is very, very rare because he, he, he sort of comes out of hiding every once in a while. He's very... He said it was the first time that he'd coached anyone but Olympic athletes in 18 years. Yeah, that's right. It was the first time that he'd coached coaches in 18 years he'd only worked with athletes for 18 years or outside of his his king institute yeah, yeah, that's uh right. where he where he develops trainers to be coaches and uh he yeah he basically said what do you want to learn you know we all got in a circle and uh sung kumbaya no i mean he, he basically said what do you guys want me to teach you and everybody there we went around the room and everyone the majority of people 90 wanted to of people learn said olympic, olympic weightlifting. weightlifting you know because he's very very good with olympic weightlifting uh, and well i think it's more so that when you're in the room like everybody had an idea of who ian king was and everybody knew that he was a coach of athletes and and when you're a, when you're a personal trainer and you've been in the game for a while, you know that Olympic weightlifting is, you know, it's like the pinnacle of weightlifting of what you do with weights, and that's what you, they do with athletes, you know, yeah. to, to make them really really good. So in a room with a coach, the coach is the best athletes in the country. Everybody's like, yes, yeah, show us how to do Olympic weightlifting. Yeah, yeah. And then he went around and he got us to do some flexibility assessments. He looked at all of us, just really basic stuff, just a squat assessment, overhead, you know, shoulder flexibility. Um, and he, and I was the most flexible person there by a long shot. No one came close to where I was in the room and I was looking around at everyone and I had, a, you know, I was pretty proud of myself that I was more flexible than everyone. Boost. And he said to every one of us, after he assessed us all, he said, not one of you passed my most basic flexibility standards. And if you came to me as an athlete, you wouldn't even lift a weight until you achieved this, which none of us could achieve. And he went through a couple of these standards. And we had him for six hours that day. He spent the next five hours with us doing flexibility work. And then at the very end, he showed us some of the most basic Olympic weightlifting stuff for about half an hour. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was pretty funny because you could see that all these, um, anyone on the podcast, I'm doing the parenthesis hands up in the top uh, in the air here. Any of these strength coaches there, you could see them, they were all pretty pissed off and like ego crushed that they weren't doing weightlifting yep. and that they were doing stretching because you could tell that most of these guys didn't do any stretching at all. 
Um, and um, yeah, they were they were like what a personal trainer looks like. You know, they looked really well, strong. Everyone looking around the room, it was a mix of men and women, and everyone looked like they crushed in sports. Mm. They were all fit as yep. you know, and and muscular and strong, and you know, like you, yeah, and they could all barely touched they, their toes. They all yeah. walked around looking the part, but yeah. then when it came to actually proving what their body could do. Uh, none of them could do much at all, yep. you know, and yeah. uh, and it was just funny because it was the very first time that I'd seen someone who you really admire, who has, you know, he's published a dozen very successful books. He's he's well renowned. He's on some very successful. He's he's invited to do. He's he's he worked in the states for most of his career in in the United States, and he's done exceptionally well and. He's got a very good reputation and uh, yeah, it was the first time I heard someone like that say, you know, this is so important. You guys are overlooking this. You guys are missing something in in the spectrum of program design that is like half of the picture, you know. Do you want to know something that I remember that he said? With He, he must have said this to every single person because he'd get people out to you know, to demonstrate the, whatever the flexibility standard that we're about to do. And he went through the entire body. We did like, we did five hours of flexibility with him. We did uh, so many stretches that back then we'd never done before. Um, you know, from the wrists, forearms, elbows, you know, like right through the body. And I remember when people would come out, he'd go like this, he'd look at them and then he'd go, he'd he'd get this grin on his face and he'd go, what injuries have you had? Yeah. And then, and some people would give him the injuries, and he'd go like this. And if some people said, "Oh, I haven't had any," and he'd go, "Well, what are you going to have?" Yeah. And they'd go, well, "What do you mean?" And he'd go, "Well, if you keep lifting weights when you can't do this, you're going to you'll be injured in the next twelve months. So, what are you going to have? Yeah. What, what injury what are you, you going to get? Yeah. What do you want?" <laughs> and he did that to everyone in the room. Yeah. He said to everyone, you know, and this was, I think, the point of your story yeah. when it got to Yanni, and he said, "What injuries have you had?" And what did you and say? I, and I had just, I had mm. just had, um, see, this is why it was after Unity Gym, because I had that operation just oh, there you before go. we okay, opened well, there the gym. Yeah. Well, there you go. So it was just after yeah, we'd opened Unity Gym. So Yanni, Yanni had just ruptured his ACL, his anterior cruciate ligament, and yeah. he had a and, full uh, knee reconstructive MCL surgery and, on it. And uh, and my meniscus had and so, um, torn. And uh, that was from a soccer injury. I had a tackle go into the side of my knee and that dislocated my knee. My knee was <coughs> bent sideways the way it's not meant to. And uh, and I had gone in for a tackle and uh, the whole thing happened very quickly, you know, but I have memories of what it looked like, what it felt like, what it sounded like. And uh, yeah, I explained that to him and, and, um, and he challenged me. He challenged my ego. He challenged me. You know, he tried he, he, at the time he said something along the lines of you, you may find that if you had have developed a little, paid a little bit more attention to your flexibility and how your body functioned as opposed to just how it looked, you may have found that your knee would never have dislocated. And, uh, and I have found that incredibly challenging to my ego i just thought how ridiculous is that the notion that if i was more flexible and my my body was functioning better maybe my knee never would have been injured and i just didn't really get it at the time because it challenged my ego to such a degree but um you know later it it, it forced us to really take a look at what we were doing and both of us were adamant we weren't going to waste the day and we weren't going to get too hung up on our past and we were going to shelve our egos and it really made us realize that uh what, I think the biggest thing was that he was talking about his athletes and his coaches and his institute a lot. And 
we thought we were up there with the best at the time. Oh yeah. You know, we oh, thought man, we were I, very, I thought, very good. I, I thought I was good but we then. both had well over ten years of coaching experience as in, in our careers. In, in um, you know, and and we Not were well over back then. We would have been just on the ten. Just on the ten year. Okay. So yeah. a decade of being personal trainers. Another decade on top of that of our own training. Yeah. We thought we were good. Yeah. We yeah. Th- we thought we were good. And uh, the notion that there was just this whole world of people who were far superior to us really challenged me you know i was like wow if he's telling the truth and he's got all these athletes and all these people who just smoke us in every way but this uh, is, but this is where we have to make this transition away from the story of ian king and into the topic of the show this idea yep. of the shattered ego because y- y- like th- this happens all the time it's funny um it doesn't happen so much anymore now we've we've found a way we've iterated our program enough now that we we are retaining more of these people but if you went back a couple of years ago, the people that used to not stay with us generally after a trial were the people that had more experience. Yeah. And you could see their ego get shattered when they came in here and we showed them how to do certain things that they just couldn't do. But they these were fit, strong-looking people. Yeah. They dominated where they were comfortable. Where they, exactly. they got used to being the alpha yep. in their gym or yep. in their own right or in their sporting team or whatever else. And, yep. we've, and, and we're talking about a couple of professional league players, you know, yeah. all sorts people of people. People that were really, who, really good. And we've had them you know, come here and their ego got shattered and, the, and they didn't like that. And I think when I think about it now, I think probably the biggest thing that's changed from back then to now is that our marketing and the message that we put out on our social media stuff is clearer so that those people that come here have more of an expectation of what they're going to do here. People come here expecting that they're going to be doing strength and flexibility now and they come here knowing that they're not flexible so they don't they're not as challenged. Yeah. I think back then it wasn't as clear what would happen once you got to Unity Gym and people thought they were going to come here and thrive a bit more. Yeah. And but also but, we've gotten better at um at easing people into it, yeah. you know. And the, bit, th- yeah. the thing is, if you're if you've somebody that's been training for 10 years like we had or, or even longer back then when we went to Ian King. Have a look at the people that are the best in the world. Look at professional athletes. Ask yourself are you as good as them? And if you're not, then if you want to get better, prepare to have your ego crushed. Because yep. it's the only way you're going to get better. You've got to expect that if you are not at the pinnacle of physical capabilities, then the only way to get there is to work with a really good coach. And when you work with a really good coach, prepare to have your ego crushed. Yep. And it won't necessarily like, oh, man, did we? Yeah, it was funny. for Ian didn't do it in a rude way either. He didn't. He wasn't rude. He's a very matter-of-fact person. He was just, you know. You know, and he's got 40 years experience. So, you know, times how we feel after 10 years experience by four, Mm. you know, and he has also just had a gut full of the fad, Mm. the fads that come through. He's seen every one of them, you know, and they cycle every decade. You know, you get these exercise fads, this program fads. The strength coach was a fad, you know, becoming a strength and conditioning coach. And, and, uh, yeah, he just has had a gut full of it. And so he's got, he's, 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 he's got, pardon the profanity, zero fucks given anymore. You know, uh, he, he, you know, he's the Kevin Hart of, um, of strength coaches. It's funny. (laughs) You talk, you, you, you talk about all of the different, um, like things that happened over the years that led to the UMS. Um, the next one for me, which was a really big one, um, and you may have had the same experience with Ben Pakulski, 
Um, but was for me, see, Yanni went and trained with Ben Pukulski um, for a couple of weeks. I didn't do that. Um, something that I've done that Yanni didn't do was I've worked with um, Ido Portal in a couple of workshops. And, and for me, that was another big ego crushing experience. But because it happened after Ian King, it wasn't as much of an ego crush, but it was similar. Yeah. Because I went into that room and I was looking around at all the people and, you know, I was decent at martial arts and I was flexible and strong and I could move pretty well. And I was in this room looking around at everybody. And when I started to see what people could do, and especially what Ido and Odelia could do, um, Odelia is Ido's sort of right-hand woman. She, she, she works very closely with him. Um, fuck, man, I've, I've just never seen people right in front of my eyes that were so much better than I was back then. Yeah. Uh, and it was a real eye-opener just to watch these people just shit on me in everything that I thought I was good at. And what really got me was, because this is what happened in Ian, this was, this was for me was like my saving grace with my ego with that Ian King workshop, was that I still walked out of that room going, oh, I was more flexible than everybody there. Yeah. And I still walked out with a little bit of my ego intact Man, did I lose that when I went into an inner portal workshop. Yeah. I was not the most flexible person in that room. There yeah. were people that were so much more flexible than me. And, the, and there were the same people that were better at handstands than me. They were better at muscle-ups. They were better at everything than I was. Yeah. I, I, in that room, I was... Well, there were people that were a lot worse than me as well. Yeah. But Jesus, I'd like to know quickly, because um, I know we've got a few people on the live. And, and for those watching the replay, um, question of the day, have you ever had the ego shattering moment? Have you ever walked into a room uh, with a bunch of people that you were going to do a workshop or an experience uh, to do with your chosen passion, your hobby, your fitness, whatever it is that you do, uh, and just realized that you, that, you know, you come across people that are on another level and, and, and it just puts you in your place, shattered your ego. Um, I would like to know, because this is what we're talking about today for, for Rad and I, we needed that, you know, and I, and I think from time to time, everybody needs that. You know, if we think, if, if, if you think about the, the logic behind how they train infantry or any army, any, any, um, ADF, um, defense forces personnel, anyone who's had that experience before where you go to basic, uh, and you basic training I'm referring to, and they literally break you down before they rebuild you. And there's, there's a bit of a reason for that. You know, you get people who go in with an ego and, and those people are generally very glass full types. Mm. You can't train them. You can't yeah. coach them. You can't teach them anything new because they're just so full of themselves already. And, and it, and the better you are at what you do, the worse this becomes. And, you know, I'm speaking to you from the heart with all due respect. Everybody who's in this group is above average, well be above average in their physical capability. That's why you're in this group. You don't walk around as general populations anymore. You've grown above that. You've, um, what do you call it, ascended the concept of being a general populations person. You take your health and fitness very very import, um, importantly, it's a priority for you. you. Otherwise, you wouldn't spend time in this group, you know. And so for the ma majority of people in this group, it's very, very challenging to learn something new, especially like the Unify Movement System where it really challenges the status quo and goes above and beyond what the norm is, where you are maybe a specialist in your field of sport, uh, uh, strength. You know, we have a lot of yogis who are training here right now, exceptional mobility, you know, exceptional flexibility who have come because they've hit 
a glass ceiling that they cannot ascend anymore uh, in their yo yoga practice where strength is the missing link for them, where they need to level up their strength. And the reason why they come to us is because they know that we are the only program that they can find on the internet, the only gym that they can find in Sydney or in Australia that will develop strength without compromising their flexibility. They've worked in some cases for 20 years to unlock such high levels of flexibility and mobility, and it's not an option for them to go backwards in flexibility. And this is what we had to do this Ian King experience and uh, Rad's Edo Portal experience, even my Ben Pokolsky experience, uh, were, you know, defining moments uh, where our ego was ripped apart, broken down, and we realized that we had a lot to learn. And we really just went all in and embarked on that. And, you know, it's, it's just so unfortunate that people are challenged so heavily by that and they're not willing to just go, okay, yeah. This is this yeah. is good. This well, when, is a really a growth opportunity for me. Yeah. Well, when your ego is challenged like that, you really have two options. You really you, you're forced with a with a choice. Um, and the it's funny. The easy option is the one to say, "Oh well, fuck that guy. I, I know what I'm doing. I'm I'm going to go yeah, somewhere I've, else. I got myself you know? this yeah, far. I got and myself I'm going to take myself further. I'm, I'm going to go somewhere else to 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 keep working where you someone's going to stroke my ego. Yeah. Or you do what less people do and you say wow i really didn't realize that i wasn't as good as i thought i was and this person obviously has something to teach me i'm gonna learn i'm gonna you know? shut up and listen and that was yeah. a that was a that wasn't something that came naturally for yanni and me we were uh it, it's something that for I, I think in my experience what i noticed is that martial arts in general forms a big ego on people and because Yanni and I were both martial artists, Yanni more into boxing, I was into Kung Fu, we had an ego that was created. And I say I've seen it in martial artists a lot because when, you, when you're in a martial arts school, when you see the people that come in that have got previous experience, they always have an ego, don't they? they walk, but when but you, walk you have in, to. And let me be yeah. clear, an ego is extremely important. I don't believe, if you don't have a big ego, I don't believe you will ever change the world. Mm. There is no way that, 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 that you will have the confidence to, 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 to do something profound without an ego. Mm. Everyone needs it. But just like anything, it can't be left unchecked. You can't, you can't have something in your life that's absolutely over the top any, in, in, in any facet of life. You know, it just is, isn't a healthy thing. And so your ego, like everything else, must be controlled. It must yeah. be something that's under your control. And you have to have the ability to step back and go, okay, I'm just going to suck this because I, this is an opportunity for me. This is an opportunity yeah. in, in the... Uh, in, in, in um, Matthew McConaughey's book, Green Lights, he talks about the concept of life having throwing red, uh, orange and green lights at you. Green lights are opportunities to grow and succeed and, and find success. Red lights are challenging and failure. And he learned that very early in life that you can turn any red light into a green light with the right mindset and awareness. Mm -hmm. And you stop looking at failures, stop looking at obstacles, stop looking at challenges as challenges, obstacles, and failures. You start looking at them as opportunities. There's a, there's a lesson in here. There's an opportunity in here that I need to find. And the more you 
hone that skill, the more obvious the opportunity becomes. And this is something that Rad and I have certainly cultivated this attitude since opening Unity Gym because we failed so many times in getting this business successful. And we yep. just started to call it the turn, turn a negative into a positive sort of mindset where it's like, how can we flip this? How can we turn this into a positive? How can we, you know, and, and uh, it, it's become so autonomous now, even when COVID hit and we had to shut the gym and everything, I said to the boys, let's mourn this for 12 hours and then let's come back tomorrow and let's dominate our online. Let's go all in on the online space and make this a positive, you know, mm. grow out of it. And, you know, um, it, 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 in everything we do, in everything we do, every injury, everything, every failure, we we find positive and we grow, you know, mm. and, and this is, uh, I think, you know, where I really want to take this conversation today is for you guys who are sitting on the fence, you're thinking about, you know, uh, what, you know, why would I join the UMS online coaching? I've got a handstand muscle. I've got this, I've had this great program. I've worked, worked with this guy and I've learned this. And, and now I feel like I'm getting everything. I'm getting everything I need out of, out of the sound of movement podcast or out of the movement mastermind group. And I don't need, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm uh, at this level because of me and because of my efforts and, and you, and you might not feel ready to be coached, you know, but like if I, it, 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 uh, when you join the, uh, the, the UMS movement mastermind, you, you, the whole thing is built around a weekly group coaching where you get constant feedback on your posted movement videos. We do it every Friday and we literally, however long it takes, we go through every single person's post and critique their movements so that they're, they, they get that coaching experience, you know, you get the foundations program so that you can build your foundation of balance and strength and flexibility, which is an absolutely critical step in the beginning of your journey to set things up. You get the technique optimizer program, which we're just about to launch, which is, per, which is all about perfecting your movements. So you make huge gains. That's especially important for everybody who's had time away from exercise or uh, for people who are transitioning out of foundations into progressions. You get the progressions program, which is all about assessing your body and designing totally customized workouts. It's, it's, it, it takes you beyond anything you've ever experienced before when you start to uh, periodically, every six weeks, assess where you're at with every strength movement, all 15 foundation movements and the flexibility standards, and you are continually iterating on your perfect program. Uh, the strength maximizer is a... De plateau destroying prescribed overreaching program that rad and i have been doing periodically for the last few years it is phenomenal how much strength you pack on after doing two weeks of that program it's a two-week cycle and then you get your ex the, our exercise tutorial library which eliminates the guesswork and uh helps you correct every one of your exercise um form and technique and finally, the strength and flexibility theory course, which is about leveling up your strength and conditioning knowledge so that essentially you, you learn to fish. It's not about getting uh, fed anymore. It's about learning how to fish so that you can go and take this uh, to a whole new level for yourself, you know, and, and um, it's, yeah, guys, I can't. I can't stress to you how good the results are that we get with people in this program. I, uh, I can't stress to you how important it is that, um, that you go through phases in your life where your ego is challenged, where your, you know, your knowledge is challenged and you provide yourself, you, you, you would, you just accept and take these opportunities for growth. Um, 
uh, on board, you know. And this is a risk-free opportunity. It finishes tomorrow, 14-day free trial it comes with. And it's a lifetime discount of 50% if you do take it. It's finishing at the end of Cyber Monday, which is tomorrow afternoon, I believe, mm -hmm. in America. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really good opportunity. Oh, yes. Guys, it's a no-brainer. Um, it's uh, If you're ready to level up, you know, this is, this is the opportunity to get a, a trial of what we do, of our cream of the crop program, and uh, lock in a half price rate for uh for however long you want to train with us if you miss out this weekend it, you will not get another opportunity to do this for another year so if you're wondering uh, if you're wondering what it's like uh and if it's legit check out some of the posts that the guys have posted uh for the pinned post the announcement about this uh opportunity some of our members have uh posted there you check out the google reviews we got yeah, i don't know 180 181 five-star google reviews yeah look at it and uh that's growing every day yeah. uh and the reason why this is a five-star rated program um yeah all right guys thanks so much for tuning in yeah we'll see you tomorrow we're going to uh keep kicking this uh we'll, we'll get better with the technical stuff uh figure out why uh, we had some sound issues this morning and uh yeah we're going to keep cracking on uh despite richie's amazing vacation take care guys see you tomorrow Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. The gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.